Yes. I'm going to re-upload it on Monday onto Hotbox as its own separate Myrtle's rant anyway. I'm going to republish this as many forms as I can. Don't worry, you'll see it, it on social media. Mm. And there is exactly. only one way to deliver a message like that, you know? And I, you know, I, I actually decided that I was going to read it. If you watch the whole yeah. thing, you'll see that I explained that I was going to read it because if if I was quite keyed up for it and quite nervous and whatever, and if I didn't read it, uh, I would have just gone ranting off the off the handle, and it would have been like <laughs> 45 minutes long. I didn't feel like a read. Yeah. You you had yeah. the right energy to propel those words out yeah. in a. In a Comprehensible manner. Yes. Well, it <laughs> keep the emotion down. Just it helped keep the emotion down. It kept me a bit controlled. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to speak about the expo a little bit later in our local uh, our local news segment. But I would also just like to uh, have a shout out to Dank Pack. Who, um, we shared the store with and they made sure that we were always comfortable and we had great camaraderie <laughs> behind the counter and it was great seeing everybody coming past. They made and us it, new shirts, I'm stand up a little bit, it even says Fields of Green huge on it. <laughs> and also to everybody who passed our stall and I'd just like to say thank you to the amazing, amazing Fields of Green for All team who were there right from the beginning on Friday morning all the way through to Sunday afternoon and it's, it's not always easy, it's certainly not easy on your feet and, um, and it's not easy saying the same thing over and over again and also being together with the Mine Workers Association, the only two non-profit companies in the building. <coughs> Um, you know, so so our message is very different to anybody else's. We're not trying to sell you anything, uh, except maybe a T-shirt and some stickers and a, uh, and, a and a raffle ticket for the Labour Court um, fundraiser. So that was that was basically the expo, and we'll chat a bit more about the nitty gritty later. But then on Monday morning, um, I headed off to Cape Town to join my, <coughs> who are now dear friends at the Cannabis Africana Project. You know, we would we only put this out about two weeks ago, and um, it was very much last last minute. And they hosted at UCT in the Kramer Law Building in one of the classrooms there, they hosted a workshop on Monday. I unfortunately only got there at lunchtime. The workshop in the afternoon had to do with methodology for gathering research about drugs. Now, for those of you that don't know, the Cannabis Africana Project is all about um, development in Africa and how the drug issue can be turned around and be seen through uh, uh, the lens of development. And as you all know, when I went up to Nigeria uh, a few weeks ago, I certainly tried to get this message across to all of the different African countries that were present there, that cannabis can really, really show the way. So the Cannabis Africana Project is a collaboration between the University of Cape Town and the University of Bristol. And they had quite a few presenters for the workshop. Uh, an amazing field worker and um, academic from Kenya, another uh, person from the University of London who is part of the project. And they were basically saying how difficult it is to gather information out there in the five targeted African countries, which is uh, Ghana, Kenya, Tanzania, South Africa, and Nigeria. And the different approaches that they have in different places to, for gathering information, because they are, after all, academics. And academics write papers that they resign themselves that nobody's really going to read, you know? Yeah. But they're very, very aware of this coming from the Department of Criminology. You know, it's not a Department of Agriculture. I think that that's significant. 
because they know more than anybody else what the research is uh, connecting drugs and crime. And you know that that's one of the reasons why we're getting such an unconstitutional bill is because we're still seen as criminals. And no, then there, there's, a there, big there's disconnect. huge disconnect. Wow. Yeah, so so the Department of Criminology was, uh, the fact that it was them was very significant. So, given the fact that they feel like that their academic papers never get read, they decided to organize a civil society workshop and talk and gathering and get together on Tuesday evening. And I had uh, spoken to Nati Ferreira, you, everybody here knows mm -hmm. Nati Tamati, and he rustled up his community. Juanita Bully, the amazing activist from Cape Town too, she rustled up some of her community. And uh, we all got together uh, in the same building on Tuesday evening. Now, wow, wow, wow. If anybody who was at that meeting is watching this, I say thank you very much for attending. At about 10 to 6, I said to Nati, come, let's go and have a spliff outside quickly. And there was like literally seven of us there. By the time I came back from having our spliff, um, the, the room was full. There was like 30 people there. And we had the, the uh, project presented what it was all about. And then we had a discussion on how we can take the research that's been done and really apply it on the ground. So we're looking forward to releasing the footage of the meeting because I think it's really important for activism. And as soon as we've got the footage all transferred up from Cape Town and edited and everything, we'll present it to everybody in the new year because this is really timeless. You know, it's not something that we have to get out now, all the issues that were raised. There was nothing new raised because there's nothing new yeah. about cannabis But it was the most diverse crowd. It was such a diverse crowd in yeah. one room, and what was said was so important. I think that uh, it wasn't very well attended by, uh, live, but uh, anybody that's watching this must please put in the effort to go and watch it. It's really, really good. If you're into yes. cannabis policy... And we'll certainly announce before our last show of the year, which is on the 8th of, de 8th of December, we'll yeah. certainly announce when we will be putting that footage. And then, of course, like, share, subscribe, and follow us on social media. And then when the footage of that workshop comes out, uh, you'll be able to see it for some nice holiday time drug policy viewing. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a great time in Cape Town, and thanks again to UCT for paying my way. Thanks again to my advisor, Stephen Barrow, for also coming uh, to, to the workshop and being the only Pringle boy in the room. <laughs> um, and certainly um, always uh, keeping our best interests here uh, at Fields of Green at heart. So one day we're going to get our advisor on the show so that you can, you can meet our favorite Pringle person. Uh, we'll um, uh, dangle that carrot thing. <laughs> so that's really um, it for the Fields of Green update. And uh, I think it's time for our very dear studio guest, yes. <laughs> Amy, to um, share why you're here. How, how, do, how do you know us? Uh, well, what? Tell us. Uh, wow. <laughs> we met in 2016 at Ungas. In New York yes. City. We did. And uh, you had purple hair. I had. Oh, yeah, mixed blue, purple. Blue, purple yeah. Hair. <laughs> and um, I had just been thrown out of the United Nations um, events and activity. 
Um, so it was my first time there. For protesting, right? No, no, I, no, I wasn't protesting at all. Actually, <clears throat> I went in through the front, out front in the morning. It was, like I said, it was my first time. It was pretty chaotic. Um, yeah. They did not do well organizing side events because um, it's different than what we do in Vienna. Side events occur once you're already inside. Yeah. This this one, you know, you did get inside, but you had to pre-register yeah, to the side event, right? So that was kind of confusing. And anyways, I was wearing um, a marijuana safer than alcohol shirt. Very of course it is. Black, white lettering. Marijuana is safer than alcohol. So my understanding going to my very first United Nations event, I was all alone. I was I I was an independent, like I I'm, I'm with fat, but I was, pr I'm still pretty much an independent. And, um, yeah, so. Yeah, they didn't like in. your t-shirt. Yeah, I went in and walked around for hours. We went through x-ray, <laughs> we went past the security guards were thumb-upping, winking, all the way through the thing. I stumbled into a Venezuela side event and was sitting at a table. I was one of the early ones. I was like, okay, so. All of a sudden, the room filled up with um, people of color, uh, yeah. Latino, uh, skin men, and I was sitting there. And then, once the presentation began, and I realized that they were into um, interdiction and eradication, yeah. but I was sitting in the wrong room. Mm. So I kindly excused myself. And the next thing I know, I was tapped in the hall that I couldn't wear the shirt. It was my understanding that this was a science-based, evidence-based. Yeah. Program. Yes. It was that was the whole purpose of UNGAS. And I lived in a Latin American country, Mexico, that was affected by the drug war. So this guy and I began to engage about the LD fifty of alcohol because yeah, he said point. it was an item of protest. I said, No, it's science. So Oh yes, I remember that was your argument. It was a great argument. Yep, so I get yeah. thrown out. Um, I changed my shirt um, into something else and not, my friends had a jail cell. Outside, yes, in we've the got square. photos of us in that jail cell, and oh, that's yes. where we met. That's where we met in the jail cell on the pavement across the road from the United Nations what were you on doing 420. In the jail cell? Wait, wait, wait. The kicker mm -hmm. this whole event went down on April 20th, 2016. Okay, right, so yeah. it was it was quite amazing. <laughs> the protesters had brought all of the, the this jail cell, they to towed it all the way from Washington, DC. Big joint, too. Wow. They yeah, big, the big joint and everything. And then uh, I think it was on one of the days, Jules had a Fields of Green t-shirt, but underneath the jacket. And the, the security to get in was the worst than your worst airport security you've ever been through. It really was hectic. No weed logos. No weed oh, logos. So they made, yeah, and then, so they made Jules take his jacket off, take his t-shirt <clears> off, turn it inside out and put it back on again so you couldn't see the... Fields of Green logo. That was the day after I got thrown out. That's, That's right. what happened because I said to yeah. them, excuse me, I'm an adult here. I came through security wearing the shirt. If there was a rule that I broke, Exactly. Show me where it was. Yeah. So that's why they put those signs up and they said, and it, and they included in that, if you recall. This just goes to show you so the United Nations mm -hmm. is not part of the United States in New York City. They don't like slogans they said, either. If you turn your clothing inside, right back outside, inside, you will be arrested well, by it's the United a sovereign Nations. State. 
it's a sovereign mm. state. They've got their own police and everything inside. It's not nearly as hectic in Vienna. And so what did we all do? We all jumped in and said, let's do it. Let's yeah. go to Vienna. Let's go to Vienna. Go to Vienna. So we met up the following March in, in Vienna. And then we also, one of the like highlights of my journey with you uh, was the Cannabis and Sustainable Development Conference in Vienna. I remember it was in December and it was freezing. And it was just amazing. It was in a conference center that's next to the international center where we always meet in March for the Commission on Narcotic Drugs. And just these last few days, we've been speaking with the, the activists, mainly European activists, to maybe have another cannabis and sustainable development conference. Yeah. Hey? Yeah, that's 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 the question because it's something that I need to organize or somebody else yes, has to organize. Yes, it really needs or, big sponsorship to yeah, get everybody there. We totally do. I guess so we don't want to host it in Africa I, then. I, I, I want to mention no, Maybe something. we should host it maybe in Africa. Maybe we should host it yeah, in South Africa. <laughs> <clears throat> that would be interesting, but you know I'm already coming with ASTM. I think that it's yeah. significant that we go mm. back to the Commission of Narcotics Drugs because we're still dealing with issues over there. Um, none of us read it yet this week. Shame on us. But we all have the report that the UN or the CNN So tell us about that. I, I don't know. I didn't finish it, so let's no. move past no, that. No, but what is it? What does is, what is the report God, say? Don't ask okay, me. we have got our first <laughs> United Nations report. And if you don't mind, I'm just going to look up on my phone. There you go. And this report, pointing at threats of biopiracy and, and the fact that hemp products can also come from higher THC crops, including landrace crops. So basically what they are saying, the UN has issued a report to say that hemp products can come from land-raised cannabis, high THC land-raised cannabis. So um, Wesley Young from our amazing affiliates BioLeaf was here this afternoon and he was on the chat a little earlier, I'm not sure if he's still there, but Wes, uh, as I think it's a 90-page report and, and Wes says he's read most of it but not all of it. But so we'll look into it in a bit more depth and maybe we'll publish a blog or something about it. But I think that that is also some amazing good news for the day. I mean, how no? long have we been saying we don't mind having a little bit of THC in our shirts or socks? Well, well, yeah. Or biofuel or All the same hemp roads? Yeah, Jules or, first said, it's the first time I heard somebody say, why don't we just grow good old land raised cannabis and use it instead But surely of the THC is going to wash out after mm. a couple of washes anyway. Because has got her hand up. Here's the thing, and we've spoken about it before. May I interject? <laughs> because it's so interesting that the law enforcement arm, the... Um, United Nations Office of Drugs and Crime, the UNODC, not yeah. the CND, yeah. but the office that operates inside of that. They have law enforcement, they have scientists, you know, Tully. Yeah. I mean, you know, come on. These, okay, so the way that they are, the way that they operate, they have put out information to law enforcement. Now, inside of that guide, and I used to say this to my colleagues at FAT, and this is one of our animosities, is that inside of that, the law enforcers define drug type versus fiber type very clearly. If the, the level of, <laughs> of THC to CBD is greater than a ratio of one to one, mm -hmm. then it's considered drug type. Drug type. Yeah. So the, yeah. figure out what that means. So you could have a 14% THC 
as long as you had tea, as long as you had the fourteen percent CBD, sixteen percent, twelve, twelve, yeah. But you'll never get that in a land race. Well, I mean, Mexico weed is, is pretty <coughs> crazy. It gets about 12% to Does 15% it? THC. Wow. But surely at the end of the but day, it's, it's a moot point really because... Cold. It's not like the same cultivation. It's some you have a, a high yeah. THC t-shirt that goes through the, the wash a couple of times, that, that THC's gone. One good <laughs> iron, <laughs> a really good iron. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm just yeah. saying, they have already defined it mm, yeah. as fiber type, yeah. is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, so the ratio to one to one is if it's not greater <laughs> than one. So so what does that actually mean? <laughs> THC could be 14% as long as there's like 7% CBD uh, over there. Yeah. You where I'm going? But can you imagine our South African police trying to get their heads around that? Does it doesn't matter. They've already yeah. defined it. Law enforcement has been provided it. to them. It's so interesting that, that those people that that we fight against yeah. have already given them the rules yeah. that nobody plays by. The, enforce, but the people who are enforcing it are too that. stupid to understand, though. That's the problem. The man on the street who's out there in a uniform is the, the one People don't get it. There's a mass confusion out there. At the Expo, I realized this very quickly, because time is marching on and regulations are not coming. We've been waiting four years now. There's no regulations and people are making this up and human nature is just when people make things up, they do it to benefit themselves. So people just assume things and I still get phone calls every day from the public and people just, you know, they don't know their rights or how the law works because there's nothing clear out there. Government has never said go look there. I think that's such a good point that when people don't know, there's a funny flicky yeah. thing here, uh, when people don't know what they're talking about or they're not quite sure of the facts, they just make them up. Yeah, they really yeah. do. They really it's, do. It's really funny but, actually. The, the yeah, positive, spoke to a group of people the other day by the and way. I asked them if they know their rights and they each had different amounts of plants that they thought you could have in your garden. Some yeah. said four, some said... And I told them, none of you know your rights. <coughs> it's, none of, it's none, it's none, it's none of it's legal. There's no like regulation, yeah. right? No, yeah. it's, it's same it, thing in Mexico. It goes so far to protect our, our local genetics. I think that's the most important thing because now we don't have to import specific genetic cannabis. No, we'll grow the best grow hemp, hemp if we just grow land race and... We can't grow well, hemp because we're know. not in the hemp belt. Yeah. So that's the next Fact. paper. That's the next paper. And, right and, and you, and you cross-pollinating all of our plants. And applying what it means that to... Too. Yeah. On the ground. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's really what it is. I, I have a question. Do we have time? I Your? have a question. Yeah. First of all, yeah. where'd you get that really cool shirt at? Oh, are we going to talk about this talk later? About okay. no. <laughs> so the other question was back to this criminology interaction, mm. and this you kept bringing up that they're academics. Do you also feel like these academics come with predisposed mentalities mm. that they intend to prove, or is their methodology to come in and see how to mitigate criminology? Association. Oh, yes. No, no, this project definitely. Can you definitely it is. Because that's why they spent a whole afternoon on on methodology and how the very methodology of academics can be problematic. Oh even so to that's the point the of addressing do you you're in the west of Kenya in probably one of the poorest areas in the whole world, do you pay the, the the respondents for your your research, you know, and how do you do that when you're out there in the middle of nowhere, <coughs> no cash or whatever? Mm. They got right down to grassroots level issues <coughs> of doing research. 
and they're very, very aware that their research has to mitigate the harms of prohibition. That's their intention. So they want to mitigate. Yeah. So they want to be able that. to take it. It's seeing drugs through a development lens. So, so which this would can, include, uh, which include uh, coca, and it would include other plants as well. Mm. It would include coca. It would include um, uh, poppy. It would include psilocybin mushrooms and everything to see these. They're only dealing with cannabis, but to see it through a development lens. And I think that that is what that going back to our conference on cannabis and the SDGs. Um, it's the, also the language that our government speaks when you speak sustainable development. Yeah. You know, our government knows about sustainable, they know those goals. They, when they went to government school, they had to go one, women and children issues, two, land for everyone, three, you know, and know. everybody yeah. knows those goals. And yeah. they keep shifting the goalposts, but that's a story for the net another day. Well, no, actually it's not. So I, let's go back to this conference that I want to think about in five years. Yeah. I promise we're coming with ASTM, and so that's going to intertwine in, in what we're what we're talking about. We're ASTM, they work with standards, right? Creating standards, and, and from I standards think, we create policy. Okay, so uh, well, tell, no, no. tell for people who don't know, tell them what ASTM stands so, for. So ASTM standards are a voluntary consensus group of people who develop standards in industry that can be applied or should be applied internationally to make products and products for consumers that are safe um, and that also protect employees mm -hmm. and especially when they're food consumption we're gonna we're talking about how to keep consumers safe so that then that includes cannabis because right now, ASTM, so if you think about what ASTM does, they touch 130 countries. They have like 15,000 different industry standards ranging from everything in tires, electronics, and you know. Standards are their game. Uh, uh, they are, but anyway, so now this, but those have been developed over the hundreds of, hundreds of years that ASTM has existed. And but not so compared many to standards. other standards like ISO that you might people, many people in industry know what ISO is or that's approved standards. Well it's like there's laboratory standards for that, there's manufacturing standards for that, mm -hmm. so that products that go out of Africa into some other country aren't gonna blow up and explode. Mm -hmm. Right? That that's yeah. can protecting consumer safety. So if you can meet a certain set of standards, your product can now be exported internationally. I know there's controversy with testing in the US because there's no standards. Well, so so ASTM developed a, a committee specifically on cannabis. Now, different than all those other industries that we could talk about ASTM represents, cannabis is being built right now mm. by us, the people. Yeah. The people who have been cultivating cannabis um, in the traditional manner, um, under judicial threat, as, a, as opposed to what saying we call the legacy farmers, legacy yeah. farmers legacy as farmers. well. Um, but there's also producers in that, as and, and, and things like yeah. that. There's been medicine makers, and as far as I'm concerned, it's cultural. Uh, it, it, should, it has yeah. as much protection as indigenous rights. Cannabis is in and of itself yeah. a culture. A worldwide yeah. culture, and it deserves recognition at the thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to kick back to this SDG thing because that does include legacy farmers. Yeah. It includes women being allowed to be landowners. 
Yes. We have that conversation. Yeah, there's a bigger picture there. And, uh, and what's different between when we went and did this in 2000 and what, 19? Yeah. Right? Or 2018. 18, 18 excuse yeah, yeah. me. 2018 is Fields of Green for All was not uh, an ECOSOC. We weren't an ECOSOC. And so yeah, we should yeah. go back there in their face and maybe we don't do it in December. Maybe we do it more in March when um, a session opens so that we yes. give them something to think about through the entire session. Not but at the at end of a session. Not at the end, but at the beginning, okay. in the How few about days that? Because before. that's what we've been, and, and sometimes we did both, right? We would go yeah. to both. We would go yeah. to December and to March. But I'm thinking instead of doing our five-year, it'll still be our five-year, but it won't yeah. be in December instead it'll of be in March. March. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, think so, because then we do it every five yeah. years, and we go back and we review has cannabis impacted or how is cannabis mm. currently impacting um, SDGs? Because remember, we looked for companies specifically that were looking to improve their communities mm-hmm. and that were yeah. sustainably developing their programs. We had a mm-hmm. lot of discussion about that. And now there's um, seven years left. So, so I guess we're looking for sponsorship, but we've got to put together yeah. a sponsorship All package. Happening yeah. fast I need enough. an event planner who's willing to help <laughs> me do this. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah you know, that event planners out there. Yeah. Who yeah. wants to do an event in Vienna, Austria? Do you dream of working in the cannabis industry? <laughs> in event planning? <laughs> just, for the, so just for an event every five years. Because it actually leads into Woke Map, where, um, which is the World um, Congress on Aromatic uh, and Medicinal Plants. And cannabis oh. has never been represented by um, in that. However, I say that, except it did when I went and my friend Julie Fry went. Yes. And um, we met up and Kenzie was supposed to go but didn't show. So uh, I met cool people from, there was no discussions going to be had on cannabis. And then I brought a bag of caramel corn cannabis and was intending to present on cannabis on the Turkish occupied side of the island of Cyprus. It was amazing. But we've got a new guy who's been elected. He's from uh, Austin, Texas. And he's from the American Botanical Council. So you have this world aromatic plants, and cannabis is most medicinal aromatic Aromatic plant on the planet, or one of them. I don't know anything that has any more species Mm. than cannabis, and maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that's an argument for botanists or whatever. But needless to say, that's coming up in 2024. So then back to South Africa in 2025. So 2023, 2024, 2025, these are going to be very busy um, periods for cannabis, cannabis researchers, if they want to participate. And yeah. I'd love to help organize, yeah. uh, making sure that we get mm. to all of those. And ASDM mm. is coming here as well. That's why I said, uh, on, um, I want to say January, or it, January of 2025. Yeah, yeah wow. so we've got, we've got to get moving yeah. on that. So we're looking for Cape Town event planners, or Cape Town venues that will be open to these legacy farmers and communities. Because that's what we're going to call this. What we're going to do is we're going to do our ASTM. um, Because ASTM is consensus, so we have to have committee meetings every yeah. twice a year so this is going to be a committee week so we're stepping away from the main all the committees sh- show up yeah. we're organizing the global southern committee, committee. 
uh, week for us. So our first three days here as ASTM members will be committee meeting issues, okay. electing new board, uh, new mm. subcommittee yeah, chairs, yeah. and blah, 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 because we have, we have like 15 subcommittees. Cannabis is uh, a, is an intense um, industry. So how many people will be coming sale. here? I don't know. Um, we're hoping for, I think I asked you for what, 75 no. to 100 that's hotels. That's a lot of people, and that's just them. Will there be locals going as well? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm about that, to so, big so, so that first. Well, in the meantime, I hope that people around the communities mm -hmm. will find ways to listen to us to discuss how they can join ASTM. Through yes. your board of standards, yes. through the well, indigenous rights. Let me just interrupt you. So what we should do is write a blog. Yeah. So we will put out a blog all about ASTM, and if you're interested in standards, as everybody should be, and this yeah. is very, very important for preserving our legacy cannabis culture in South Africa. It really is. So, so, this, so this conference, the second two days, which will be Thursday and Friday, will be all about global Southern cannabis issues. Mm -hmm. and cannabis yeah. industry issues this because is this important. is the D37 yeah. committee and we are concerned about diversion, inclusion, and, and equity. I think okay, we need to spell we, this out long in advance, even uh, a year or two well, before. That's why we're talking know, about this is going is, down. I mean, we're going to have just planned out your next yeah. three years. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. <laughs> you're going to be very busy. So we're going to write a blog about it. We're going to focus on it, but For I think sure. we better get on with the, uh, the rest news. of the news on the thing. Yeah. Yeah, you come the news. No, no, that's no, all good. That's yeah. the CBDNN coming on up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
uh, as the only non-profit yeah. in the room. But for those people who made a few bucks, good on you, or probably a lot of bucks. We can't good blame the expo. It's no, not their place no, to, no, have no. to police that, really. I mean, my, my honest feeling and was... And it's not a big deal. Just go for it. It's lots my of small honest, deals. My honest feeling was that I loved it. This was no, the one that had the no. most THC. And I felt like my, my my first instinct was like, yay! This I'm is glad what CBD mania for. is over finally. No, 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 no but this no. is what I we've been fighting for: being able to fucking be in a safe space and trade. Nope. Even no, if it no, is a disagrees. private space, because you've got your ticket. Because they didn't sell it as come pedal your wear. No, that's not what they did not do. They didn't. No. No. This. There is still activism to do. I'm sorry, street. Yeah, the traditional yeah. market is out on the street. Mm. Yes, but that's what because, plays a big because, part. Because nope. Even if they were traditional market and came into, it's disrespectful. If you yeah. are one of the few, and it wasn't for the all, mm. if yeah. you haven't paid your dues. I'd I'd post who those who those booths were and be like, "Where's my ten percent of my shares? I'm still fighting constitutional court for it." Yeah. Well, if you're no, exactly. yeah, you're tarnishing it. us. Me exactly we, we, it. Yeah. we lose legitimacy in yeah. our fight for mm. equality, inclusion, and diversity because because yeah. it's still a criminal offense. Yeah. Do it on the on other, other side, side of the wall. I, I agree yeah. with you. It was yeah. it was disrespectful, and it should have been stopped by the rest of the people who are either having to pay for the license, pay for their corruption, or yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. fight their way through constitutional court. But still, it's court. human nature. Do people are going no, to do that? No, this is, this is our industry now. No, I'm sorry, it's an industry. It's yeah. become an industry. Yeah. Activism is an, it's an industry. Mm -hmm. We're fundraising all the time you know, to do the hard work. People who are putting their money into whatever investment scheme they want, it's hard work and it's risk. Disrespect. So it's disrespect. It, it, if you're going to be part of what's happening, then be part of it and unfortunately take the risk mm. of... Well, I must say on the upside of that, some people did put their money where their mouth is and we're going to, next week we're going to announce we're going to have four new affiliates. Yay! Yes. So thank you very much to those companies that did sign up. We still have a bit of administrative work to do. And uh, next week I am going to be going on safari with Amy and Marshall. So the beautiful crew will look after the show and introduce you to our new affiliates next week. Yes. And what's yes, the next yes. thing on the news? Dale's got it for us. A local company. Oh yeah, this is a bit of a... Uh, uh, uh. A local company we have spoken a lot about before. Psilocybin. Yes, um, unfortunate name. Exactly. Unoriginal. Psilocybin's Gabriel Tehran has decided yes. to pull out of the opportunity to be listed on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange. This is because they failed to meet their, their targets of raising their money and selling yeah. their, their stocks to, to the public. Yeah. So their first public offering finished on, so it closed on the 4th of November, and they were hoping yeah. to be listed by the 14th of November. Yeah. But they yeah, only got up to 20 million. Yeah. And they yeah. were supposed to raise up to two billion. Exactly. Yeah. You know, as Jules always used to say, God loves a trier. Mm. So mm. well done to Gabriel to write for trying. At least they admitted to you it know? and it came to an end. And there. they are going to be refunding all of the people that have made that investment. They're all refunding the, yeah, their money all back. Over 1,800 mm. people. Well, maybe those 1,800 people could come yeah. and invest in something that is going to make your business legal. In everyone's maybe. business. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I've heard Gabriel on the right. Is there a legal pathway? Is there a legal pathway 
to, to cultivate and, and produce psilocybin? Uh, no. So no, yet. no, but that's why the that's why fees? the name is unfortunate <coughs> because they're, they're also in cannabis, but they call themselves Silo C I L O Cybin, which is always a, so they went yeah. public to well, raise money well, they for were legal fees no, to make no, 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 no. the pathway. So no, oh, it was just a cannabis stock company. exchange. They're not growing mushrooms. They wanted to do make products and grow products. They're the only company that have got all of the mushrooms. Your hands on the table. Listen, they they. They, they became the first legal company, so the first people that were given permission to grow and do research and stuff like that, and then at a point... They got all the licenses. They got yeah. all the licenses that are required. Okay. Yeah. And listen, I've listened to Gabriel on the radio before, and I enjoy listening to him because he... It sounds to me like he understands what needs to be done. He uses things like responsible adult use instead of recreation. He's knowledgeable. You know, it sounds like he's read, he sounds like he may have read yeah. one or two of our blogs, for which I'm very, very grateful. And we haven't had an opportunity to meet him yet, but uh, hopefully one day we will. Hopefully we will. And if yeah. he's in the cannabis space, you know, we have, um, uh, we've only got two licensed facilities that are affiliates. Mm. Uh, so we're always trying to grow that particular number. So if you're from a licensed uh, facility and you're watching the show tonight, not very likely. I know we give you guys um, grief, but you yeah. know, it's all out of activism. It yeah. is. Oh, so you can always sign up. <laughs> I really, truly have another question. So this guy, Gabriel, that you frequently listen to. I've heard on a couple of his interviews on the radio, yeah. Who makes money in cannabis? Yeah. Mm. And to. you're the like nonprofit who made it possible. Yeah. And he's <laughs> never. You no. never met. No. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our world. Fields of Green for All gets more acknowledgement and um, stuff from international than local at the moment. I'm and sure. also our, our, our cannabis but culture that's... and also the support industries. Mm. Our, our, have you have you written and asked for like a meeting or something like? I like, know, but you I know, but so the weird. thing is that, that the is list of the people, <laughs> the list of the people who are doing that, it might seem really strange. It's so incredibly long. Where do yeah. you start? We don't have, you know, our team at Fields of Green for all are all volunteers, and uh, we just <laughs> simply do not have the time to go knocking on the doors of every licensed facility. Yeah. Many of them don't get us. Who've got a few? Um, yeah, uh, who've got a few million to throw around? It's. It's an old story that I don't really want to get in now because no, so I, yeah. Just, yeah. I, I just yeah. truly was yeah. floored. Uh, these by companies that. appear very rapidly as well. They also the drive us crazy to reach out yeah. all the time. Yeah. Okay. okay. Next one. Next story. Sapra. So last week the Mail and Guardian had this article. No, uh, Daily Maverick. Daily Maverick. Sorry. I get confused between those. They're both really good publications. <laughs> they both really are with Daily Maverick. Daily Maverick had this uh, piece about Sapra and made quite a lot of allegations um, about how Sapra operates and uh, what they have done in the past. A lot of people don't like Sapra. I know me myself have danced towards their gates with the, the Black Farmers Association, mm -hmm. Dr. Lennox. Mm -hmm. But uh, Sapra responded to this article. They were shown this and they, 
they came back and said, but it wouldn't really bother them if the THC restriction gets raised above 0.2% in South Africa. And that's very interesting that they said yeah. that. And according to them, anybody can apply and say, please, can this be changed? We want it raised. So and how do they apply? Is, is that like you a must comment? bring is us the comment? evidence. You must bring us the evidence to mm. raise the threshold of the, evidence. Of the THC. What evidence? So everybody else has got to do your work for you, Sopra. That's how I see it. Including yeah. knowing the laws around... Yeah, no, including well, knowing so what, the what laws it, around the plant that you are governing. Well, we've written a whole book full of evidence. I know. Do they want any more Should we evidence? go jump off a copy of the manifesto? <laughs> it's good that they responded. Anybody mm. can. So if you have the evidence of why we must raise it here, it's in there somewhere. It's in my computer. In those files is all that evidence. But you know how much work it is to write that evidence um, if you don't have somebody who's, you know, if you don't employ the services of an expert for that evidence to be credible. Mm. Uh, it could take you that particular evidence to raise the threshold from the 0.2 to say 2% or whatever, um, which in effect would change the schedule. That could take you up to six months to put that, just that one little bit. Whereas, why can't we just do and, the and, umbrella? And you got to why do we have to nitpick, sweat the small stuff all the time? I'm not gonna go and spend my time or go and raise the money to employ an academic to come and present that piece of evidence. Because they're going to demand yeah. it on every mm. cannabinoid and every turkey. I also think the people that nitpick like on this threshold of THC for hemp or whatever, yeah. uh, the people that nitpick on that, they don't realize how many other nits there are that you can go and pick. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> if they knew how big the picture was, they would leave it alone. Let it go. Let's just yeah. get on with it. And they say once well, you submit your evidence, it's still then got to get approved by the health board and the minister of health. And your chances exactly. of that even getting to those yeah, people. It's so conflicting in yeah. every way. Uh, what I saw at the expo, government approved stalls that were also selling flour under the counter. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, you know. <gasps> Not on. And the never Department mind of Trade and Industry sign on the stall they where you buy a whole lot of stalls for the expo. Those, uh, but they want to take us on in court, you know. Because uh, And also... No, actually, I'll just clarify that. The Department of Trade and Industry sponsored the stalls, some of which were selling... THC product uh, and flour was um, the Department of Trade and Industry who were the only, we originally sued eight government departments mm. and they were the only department that said that they would abide by the decision of the court. So there's a bit of sort of irony going okay. there. So, okay. Okay. so where do they sell those products? <laughs> no, <laughs> there's, not, there's not a, um, it's, it was just d different storeholders that that those stores were sponsored by, there's not necessarily a connection between the DTI and those storeholders. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. 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 But, but it's confusing. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. And it can also get boring. So let's talk about t-shirts. Let's talk about t-shirts. <laughs> Next one. Okay. Hemda, not made from hemp. So we are launching. Da -dun 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 -dun. Well, we have actually launched because if you're at the expo, at the you would expo, have seen yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneak preview. It's called for all apparel. It's called for all apparel. And we have like T-shirts like this, where it's like tie dye, because you know some of us are, are yeah. hippies, and we've you got some of the retro like ornaments as well. This one is my. I've worn it a few What's times on the show. What's really nice about these shirts is they're all part of a range called for all apparel. Uh, done by Merch on Demand, and there's the little logo on the back, the For All Apparel, and then we've even got our little own Fields of Green For All label in the, there you go, uh, in the inside of the shirt, which I thought was a really nice touch. 
And the nice thing about Merch on Demand is that they, um, they print on demand. So as Fields of Green for All, we don't have the money to hold stock of too many T-shirts unless we've got a very a big event coming up and, you know, we haven't had any big events for a long time. So Merch on Demand actually um, carry the whole range uh, of all of our T-shirts and they now have ladies' cuts and they've got different colours uh, and everything from these ones, which are really, really new, and um, going back to our OG ones with the Africa map. Yes. And uh, they've also, I know that they haven't put I the long-sleeved long gray ones on the website yet, but they are going to pop those back on. It well, was just an oversight. And uh, you can also then uh, have the OG Good People Disobey Bad Laws t-shirts. So pop on over to our, uh, to Merch on Demand, or to our merch page, which will be updated soon if you're looking for a t-shirt. But you know that you can always contact us in a gazillion different ways. Yeah. Contact us via, the, via our website. You, you can bother Charles on our 24-hour on helpline, which is also an info line. Uh, or you can contact us on social media. Mm -hmm. But uh, we really like this new range of shirts. And thanks very much to the folks over at, at Merch on Demand for your, for your creativity and for giving us something to put mm -hmm. onto our merch page on our which website. So which one so would now you like? Amy's got to choose which one she would like. Because <laughs> well, guests I on the show. To, I have no to go one. with... You yes, have to go with the good people. Yes, uh, yes. yes. So why yeah. you go? The message below is bigger to me. Okay, then we've got some international news, guys. Mm, what's yep. happening out there? <coughs> well, on the theme of expos, let's go to our beloved Amsterdam, where we've seen the biggest scam since Fire Festival. Okay. Amsterdam was due to host a cannabis expo starting from today until the 26th of November. It was planned all the way back from 2020. They had over 10,000 cannabis companies involved and signed up to 10,000 10, cannabis companies, not people, cannabis companies. This was planned to be one of those huge European conferences yeah. of cannabis. The first so, one on, of the, kind. on the heels of MJ BizCon in Las Vegas. Right. Straight exactly. after. Exactly. Sure, how many expos and BizCon whatever's can you yeah. do? Yeah. But then only only last month did the, the expo arena in Amsterdam called the RAI Amsterdam Convention Center. Mm -hmm. In October they said there is no events happening. We are not part of this situation. No one booked out the venue to plan this event. Then they started Absolute smelling hopes. a rat. And um, and and it was supposed to start today. So did uh, they take people's money? They've taken lots of people's money. People have flown into Amsterdam for this uh, expo to happen. Wow. They took their website down a week ago. So the whole thing's wow. a scam. The whole entire thing was, was a, scam. a scam. Like another juicy field. Well, the sustainable yeah. development yeah. conference won't be. It won't be. No, no but, but I, I was. <laughs> it was a very legit scam. You know, these people yeah. set up proper social media profiles mm. and websites and so stuff. So they went to yeah. And then they planned it over two years. So they really went in depth for it. You know. Wow, over two years. Long term So goals. you can imagine them saying, "We can have an event without all of the shit that you have to deal with on the day." We'll just gather the thing. We'll do the same marketing. Mm. We'll do the same everything. Um, That's crazy. That is That's crazy. crazy. And yeah. Charles, what you got for us on Portugal, babe? Uh, Portugal, yeah. Um, where they've got lots of harm reduction measures. Uh, they're a good example, in a certain sense. 
this uh, entrepreneur, they got bust. He had a shop. Uh, he was like a hemp entrepreneur, so he only really sold CBD products. And the police did quite a hard bust on him and um, seized products, products worth uh, 100,000 pounds. And then the newspaper reported um, that the law authorities returned 40 kilograms of hemp flowers to him and he was acquitted of the charges in April. But they went to all the trouble to arrest him. Yeah. All the trouble. And, and he's the president of the Association of Industrial Hemp. Yeah, but this wasn't like a flash-in-the-pan event. It took him two years of legal battles mm. to get over in this. In Portugal, where everybody's like, whoa, but Portugal, it's such a, so amazing. And yeah. So and it just shows hemp. you. Yeah, it just Ima shows. Imagine you get your, your hemp back two years later. What are you going to do with that product? Well, yeah, well yeah. I see he's seeking compensation. Yeah, 10 million pounds in compensation. Good. This, right. this is why I think we must be very careful of standards mm -hmm. and things when it comes to cannabis because if they're going to start arresting people for him thinking that it's cannabis, then why arrest people at all? Then? And does he get back the street value? You can't even tell the difference yeah. by looking, you know, don't bother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Portugal, sorry. Mm. <laughs> That's okay. And then Joe's going to tell us something uh, of what's going on with our Instagram competition. So we've been having like dwindling entries. So maybe you were a little bit bored and you need a little bit more inspiration. Yeah, so also you have to keep in mind that our hashtag seems to have been shadow banned. We can't find anything. Yeah. You have to at hotboxshowza. So no, directly tag, tag our profile, which account. is at hotboxshow.co.za. Yeah. And then yeah. we're going to take all of those tags from last week Friday up until the 8th of December. Like... 4.20pm. Yeah. Now listen to this. We're going to go through all of those and we're going to pick one winner. We're not going to be picky about whether you've won in the last three months or not because I don't think that would be fair because we've got such an amazing prize. Uh, one of our affiliates, Hydro Exchange, has uh, donated an amazing grow light system. I have no idea what, what, the, what are these lights? We've got photos of it. I'm, okay, there I'm they are. I'm going to grow a person. So you, you'll win the, the usual goodie bag mm. and this light. That's it. And we'll be announcing that uh, winner on the 8th of December. We're going to brag about it every week and just remind you. But you have to at Hotbox Show ZA. You have to tag our dot account. Co, dot, hotbox show dot co dot ZA. Oh, at, there must be an at before. Mm. At Hotbox Show. Tag us on Instagram. Tag our profile. So we really would like you to get um, creative with your photographs. I know that here at the Jazz Farm we've been doing a bit of planting, thanks to Amy, is looking after the babies in her greenhouse. We like to plant a little bit later, mm. and we're hoping that next week we'll have Dan the Grow Man back on the show. He wasn't available tonight, as well as Boom, who was also busy tonight. So we we really thank... Um, we really thank uh, uh, Nick and Brad, our techies, who have done a superb mm -hmm. job tonight and hopefully won't moan at us for not yeah. telling Pole, them before we put do CDN in. And then... I think if Joe. we can just yeah, quickly go through the Black Friday stuff, oh, yeah, because yeah, our yeah, affiliates, yeah. I did ask uh, on, on the... the we have a, a private uh, Telegram group for our affiliates. If you sign up as an affiliate, you too can join that group. And I asked them all to, to send through any Black Friday specials they may have. So we're going to quickly, uh, Marijuana SA sent us a link now they to what their stuff tomorrow is. Tomorrow only, starting at half past 11 okay. this evening. So one mega sale on Friday, 
uh, go onto marijuanasa.co.za and uh, tomorrow and, and do it because they've got always got amazing Are they having seeds? It looks it's like seeds, lights, all sorts all of stuff. All sorts, okay. Nice. Yeah. Some water films. Some lights, okay. Okay. If you're doing the Black Friday kind of thing, you might as well go to Fields of Green for all affiliate because support those who support legalization. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the website. other affiliate that sent through their Black Friday special He's was Dankpack. So they've got a Black Friday sale. You get 30% off of any packaging and their products and so much more. They've got a code, use Dankpack30 at checkout. <laughs> the first 10 orders will receive a gift to the value of 500 bucks. And that started at 4 p.m. today. They do great packaging. And that yeah. runs until um, Monday, I think. I think, yeah, I think. Monday, uh, ends Monday, 12 a.m. Mm. So, so those are the two affiliates that got back to me on that. Great. If there's more, um, we'll post it on social media yeah. over the. And weekend. I mean, you must know who all of our affiliates are. You in if you're in for nutrients, mm. you can go to Bowley. If you just uh, if you're wanting to treat yourself to something cannabis, or you need something <coughs> for your garden, or you need a particular service, you can always go to our website to our affiliates page on the SA affiliates page. You can see all our affiliates there, and I'm sure that most people will mm. be having um, a Black Friday, Green Friday. I'm very happy to add with yeah. the imports to the affiliates to, uh, onto the website. Oh, yes, and then we'll go all into mm. who Wicked Imports are. I'm sure that those of you, uh, there's lots of you out there, do know who Wicked Imports are, the um, amazing uh, suppliers of all things paraphernalia, wholesalers. Yes. Yeah. And then did we get some poll results? I, uh, let's have a look see. I've been uh, let's see if there's some, see whether you think it's important to put yes. a label on a cannabis edible, a cannabis infused edible. Um, okay, so the YouTube results mm. are. Oh, come on, it's. 28 first. votes. There was 28 votes. Oh, that's not bad, 28, yeah. 40% uh, said, sure, mysteries are exciting. Oh, I'm surprised. How many? 40%. 40%. <gasps> I thought it would be like 2%. And 60% no way, Jose. And mm. then on Facebook, uh, we had... 50-50. It was 50-50 with eight votes. 50-50. Yeah. Some of <laughs> you, you, you guys like are risky. Oh. I've had medibles that knock me down You're for two days. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. Unless it's with fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the time you're at a party with your friends, someone random has made oh, a cake. All your tray of medibles. So, you know, Amy, when we end the show, we always go around the table and somebody's got to say something very short to end off, mm. end off the show. We go around the table. So what would you like to say to the Hotbox Show viewers tonight? Cannabis still uh, elicits the death penalty in some countries and activism is hugely important and it's time for some corporate responsibility and financial and economic contribution to the grassroots com uh, people who are who are <laughs> basically bulldozing cannabis legalization. Stop exploiting wow. us and contribute. Fundraising is so important to what we do. And if you are making money in this and not contributing money, shame on you. Hmm? There you have it, folks. 
Sure, what do you say? People in South Africa still get arrested every day for cannabis. Guys, I had two arrests today. One was a huge, nasty, unnecessary bust in the Strand by the Strand Police. And we've had so much trouble from the Santon police lately, so know your rights. Don't wait until you get bust. Go onto our website and read about your rights. And stand up for what you believe in. That's it. Well, okay, just to ease out, um, I will see you on Saturday at the Squirrel Run, uh, Borsiville. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the Squirrel Countries. Run. I think so. We posted, I did all my calendar stuff on the Hotbox Facebook page. I don't know, does it transfer to Instagram? I know. Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, on the Hotbox uh, Facebook page, I've done all of the uh, events for the next week. I'll be at the Squirrel Run. So, uh, uh, if I don't see you there, then I need you to stay safe and choose happy, please. And I need you to light one up for Jules. And we'll see you next week.